Our sermon text for today comes from the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, the third chapter, verses 1 through 14. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lie down in the, his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as he, as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to the end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by my sacrifice or offering. This is the word of God for the people of God. Samuel's just a boy. He's had no theological training. He has not even really come to understand yet fully who God is. Yet God chooses to use Samuel. The wonderful thing about God is that he doesn't always do things the way we think they should be done. He calls people who we may not think are the best persons for doing whatever he's called them to do. Usually when God calls somebody, it's not because they are the most gifted person. Sometimes it's because they are the person who is most willing to hear the call. Samuel heard God's call. It's interesting that God had to call Samuel three times. And finally, Eli figured it out. 
Now, when Samuel kept running to him and saying, here I am, Eli didn't understand what was going on. But being a, a good theologian, given enough time, he could figure anything out. So he figured it out that this was God calling Samuel. That God was calling him, so he told Samuel to respond in a certain way. Your servant is listening. Now this story for me kind of has a personal touch to it. Because I know exactly what Samuel is going through. Having been called by God and paying no attention for a number of times, not because I didn't understand like Samuel, but, well, at first I did. The first time I was told I was going to be a pastor, I was eight years old. And I thought, nah, not interested. The next time was when I was 17 years old. And I said, no, really not interested. And the next time, I was 25 or 26, and I said, nope. And you know, after God hits you upside the head enough times, you kind of decide you ought to listen. The next time the call came, I answered. Now, that's not because I'm like Samuel. Samuel became one of the greatest prophets in all Israel. God used him greatly. Now, I have spent this week really struggling with this passage because of what's going on in our world and in the United Methodist Church with the struggle we have with the church separating and different parts of the church proclaiming different things that don't fit with scripture. And so I've struggled. What is it that we are called to do as Christians? Because every one of us who have become a Christian and agreed to follow God has a calling on our life. God has called us to be in ministry. Now I'm not sure where your ministry is. It can be any number of different places. It can even be just in your family. It can be in your community. It can be among your friends. It can be at your job. But God has called each and every one of us to be in ministry. To work for him in the places that he's put us. Now the reason that I did the children's message today is because the first thing we need to do when we're called to ministry is understand what we're called to. And as Christians, we are called to follow the Word of God, which is found in this book, the Bible, the Holy Bible, God's Holy Book. This is what we are given to help us to understand what it is we are to believe. If we choose not to follow this book, then we become like Levi, or Eli's sons. Eli's sons would have been priests just like Eli was. Yet they cho chose not 
to follow God's way to such a point that God condemned Eli's entire family. Just because somebody is called or says they're called by God does not necessarily mean that they're living out that call. The first thing we need to understand as Christians is our guidance comes from this book. And I think it is really important if you're on social media that if somebody puts something down and says it's from the Bible, check it out. If you don't have a Bible, get one. If you can't get one, see me, I'll get you one. I have all kinds of them. I have all kinds of different translations. And sometimes I'll look in different translations to see how it's translated differently. Sometimes I'll go back to the original Greek and Hebrew and see what it says. But it's important that we understand what this book says. Because we are called to be followers of Jesus Christ, followers of God. And if we're not following God, where are we going? If we're following society, we're going the wrong direction. Because we're not called to follow society. The church has never been called to follow society. I love history. History will show you that when the church tries to follow society, it ends up going the wrong direction. It ends up going in a direction that does not follow God and the church wanders away from God. Right now is an important time in our society, in our world, and in our church. Because we must decide if we're going to be followers of God or followers of society. Right now, yesterday, or was the day before, Friday or Saturday, I don't remember, it must have been Friday, a letter came out from the Council of Bishops of the United Methodist Church stating, basically, that everybody who was in Washington a week ago on Wednesday is a white supremacist and that they are evil and horrible people and because we are white basically we're just as guilty as they are. And in the next paragraph this letter says that the Black Lives Matter movement is a good and peaceful movement that we should support with all of our ability. That statement is incorrect. I don't condone violence of any kind. Those who committed violence in Washington, D.C., I condemn. Those who committed violence in the name of any other movement, whatever it is, I condemn them also. There is no place for the Christian church to condemn or to openly support violence. I don't care what society says. We are not to be led by society. We are to be led by God. Now I'm not saying that we have to be pacifist because I believe there's a time to stand up. But 
We must condemn senseless violence. And we must stop worrying about being politically correct. I was talking with Scott before you all came, and Scott and I both served in the military and had many friends of different colors. Got along fine with them. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about what your makeup. It's about your heart and your desire. If you desire to do evil and to hurt and destroy, I'm against you. I don't care what color your skin is. That's the way that we in the church need to be. That's what this book says. There is no longer any Jew or Greek or male or female or slave or free. There is no longer any difference between us. When we become followers of Jesus Christ, we are one in the same we are equal in the eyes of God. And in the eyes of the church, we must also be equal. It's time that we stood up and said, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. This book is my guide, and I will live by it. And we say no to those who are trying to take us in other directions. Please be in prayer for the church. Because there is a lot of stuff going on in the United Methodist Church. And it's like it's trying to be pulled apart from the inside out. It's not the outside that's trying to destroy the church. The struggle is coming from the inside. We must be in prayer for the church. But we also must decide that we are followers of Jesus Christ and we are going to follow him no matter where that leads us. No matter where he takes us. This is our guide. If this is not your guide, then who are you following? May we be God's people. Amen.